Welcome to the Modern Enlightenment Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tom and Will Connect. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you so much for joining us. I am Tom. And I am Will. my brother. Yeah. And uh, we are so glad that y'all made it to the show today. Um, This is the Modern Enlightenment, and we are just so excited to share some great news with y'all, some wonderful ideas, and have a conversation, you know, just really break open uh, all the barriers and come together as people to talk about the different kind of crazy things going on in the world. Yes. Um, And may I just say, uh, bro, it's just dawned on me that you have some amazing um, beard action going. So just want to say no shave November is looking good on you. Thank you. Thank you very much. It didn't take very long to grow either. I don't know what happened. (laughs) I must have hit puberty. Um, So (laughs) we uh, we're we're really excited to be here and uh, we hope that y'all get a lot out of this program. Um, This program is designed to talk about some of the hypocrisy that we might be experiencing in the world today, some of the socio-political and environmental things that are going on, and to give you provoking, life-changing philosophies that can maybe revolutionize the way that we interact with one another, perhaps even shatter the framework of our society and rebuild it into something even better than it is right now. Um, You know, there's a lot of blogs and podcasts out there, and I think it's really important that we differentiate ourselves by saying we're not really here to provide political spin. Um, we're not really here to, to do that. Although we might talk about politics, I think it's an important thing to discuss those types of issues. Um, we're not here to really be a meditation or how-to program or anything of that nature. What we really are is um, we're, we are encouraging a conversation, a conversation which is desperately needed between all of the people of our society um, so that the world can benefit and, and identify a new pathway forward that can lead to a more peaceful and fulfilling adventure for all of us. Exactly. You got anything to add there? Um, no, uh, you know, when it, we're all seekers, I think is, it's fair to say if you're listening now, um, and certainly what's inspired us to uh, start this project is we're all seekers and we are um, driven to um, find truth in in all things and to uh, leverage our uh, abilities to reason and think logically and rationally uh, when faced with uh, these these problems these dilemmas conundrums whatever you want to call them uh, that we are facing in our day-to-day lives and uh, in existence as we know it yeah, and just like the original Enlightenment was, you know, a bunch of, they're all dead guys now, but really brilliant people who were questioning the legitimacy of the government at the time. We're questioning, is our society working the way that it should? And is there a better path that we can seek moving forward? You know, I think that that's what makes this the modern Enlightenment to say, should we just accept it? Should we just accept this the way it is? I think we would all agree that there are rooms for growth and room for change. And so some things, and not only that, but I think there are some things that are in place that are great just the way they are. 
Yeah. And, and we and, should highlight those. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely celebrate them. And I think that it's important for us to do that too. Um, you know, just because that's what that's what makes this society fantastic. And while there is those excellent things, um, the purpose is for us to just bring people together here and move forward with some confidence, uh, trying to make it just a little bit better. So how are we going to do that? Well, each of these programs, we're hoping to keep about 30 minutes so you can enjoy it on your ride into work or perhaps your ride home whenever you feel the most need to become a little bit more enlightened. Um, and we want to have thought-provoking discussion. We'll bring in members of the community at times. We'll ask people that we meet in the street. I'm a teacher. I might involve some of the students that I work with. Um, you all, we also hope to bring forth some entertainment commentary, some good news. Oftentimes, we are only inundated with the bad news. So, hey, how about some good news? And, uh, you know, general gratitude, some appreciation uh, as we all journey through this wild world together. So let's start with introducing ourselves. Will, why don't you go first? Sure, right on. Uh, so um, I'm Will, and uh, I was uh, born exactly two and a half years uh, before this guy over here. And, um, and we grew up uh, together uh, with mostly uh, in, in a house with a, a single mom mom and it uh, solo and uh, thus we grew up pretty close um, but nevertheless in a family of um, very cerebral you know thinking um, know-it-all type uh, people and I guess it uh, somehow rubbed off onto us but uh, I am 41 um, uh, worked in Houston oil and gas as an engineer for a long time and uh, recently relocated out to Nashville, Tennessee, where I am now with my wife and two daughters who are five, um, five and a half and almost four and uh, love music, reading um, and, uh, you know, grilling a good cup of tea and, uh, you know, just a regular old uh, dad uh, living a suburban life, I guess you could say. How about you, uh, bro? Yeah, I'm the younger brother, although a lot of people think I'm the older one. Um, and, uh, you know, growing up was amazing. I think that we were so blessed to grow up in the household that we had, even though our mom suffered, uh, you know, she didn't have a whole lot of money. We never really had all the things growing up. Uh, we still had a very privileged life um, to some extent in that we had get great education, you know, and I think that that was one of the best things that we ever had growing up. Um, we've always had a lot of support, and I think it's that, that support that we had that makes us want to give back to others around us. I also, um, I'm a teacher. I've been a teacher for the last 12 years, and I've worked with uh, a lot of kids. I've worked in performing arts. I've also worked in social studies, and being able to work with students and help show them this the way that the world works I think has been extremely fulfilling and it's also provided me with a lot of the the in, inspiration to come forth and share this message through this media with all of you um, you know I have a wife as well I also have two lovely daughters just like my brother here uh, I think we are blessed with that my daughter just turned seven the other day woot I feel so successful. I yeah. kept one alive that long. Yes. Yeah. 
and uh, the other one is four going on 21. So um, we have that to play with and look forward to. <laughs> and, uh, you, you know, as crazy and, and rambunctious as life can be, um, it is such a wonderful blessing to be able to come home to a family that uh, shares in your passions and community and want to be a part of each other's lives and do things to help each other. So, you know, I just got to say, it's pretty, I am a lucky, lucky guy. Heck yeah. I'm going a little off script here, but while we're on the topic of introductions, who maybe, if you had to name your three top um, most inspirational figures in your life, great thinkers um, or whatever that have kind of, that maybe you'll have sort of lurking in the back of your brain as we have these discussions, who might some of those uh, influencing thinkers be? Well, that's a really good uh, question, Will. So one of the first ones that comes to mind was Mr. Buckley. Uh -huh. Mr. Buckley, the theology teacher yeah. slash choir director uh, that we had growing up who taught me that th some things in life are not good or bad. They just oh. are. Yep. A very Buddhist philosophy. Yeah. Um, and one that I think is, is so true and helps me to uh, not find reasons to become overly excited or overly critical of events in life, but instead to be able to just like, you know what, it's just the way it is right now. I just need to kind of keep on plowing ahead. Um, then the number two would probably be our mom, whom has a tremendous work ethic, who never really laid down whenever the going got tough. She definitely knew how to get going. And uh, mom is, is always has been and always will be a huge inspiration for me. And the third one, um, as crazy as it might sound, I think the third one is probably my wife. And um, she is a tremendous person who has done some of the most amazing stuff that I could ever imagine. And she's gone through, you name it, and she's gone through it. And for her to be able to still contribute to the household and to do the things that she does um, to support her mother and to do the things that she does to support our kids and teach and all of the other things, you know, it's, uh, I can't possibly think of anyone who's more inspirational than she is in my life. So uh, great question, Will. And what about you, my friend? Right on, man. Um, well, for me, uh, my first one is going to be, um, the Nobel Prize winning physicist from 1965, the incomparable Richard Feynman. Um, he is uh, without a doubt one of the uh, one of my biggest influences and, and uh, just read all his books and and the guy, the guy was just an absolute the true definition of Renaissance man. And um, he had a quote that I live by. We have it on a huge frame up on the wall. It says, nobody ever figures out what life is all about and it doesn't matter. Explore the world. Nearly everything is really interesting if you go into it deeply enough. And um, that's just something that I keep in my heart. And, and when you have that, uh, that inquisitive nature about yourself and, you know, we, we get to walk around with these, you know, with a, with a cell phone every day. Look, if you want to know something, you can literally look it up. Um, uh, assuming that it's not a uh, political 
uh, nature topic, you'll get <laughs> the right answer usually. <laughs> you'll get an answer for sure. But you know, um, it's great to be inquisitive, um, um, and it's wonderful that we can literally learn at, as fast as we want to. Um, number two would be a fellow who turned me on to Richard Feynman when I was a young chap, and that's our granddaddy. Um, uh, grand, great granddaddy connect our dad's dad what a, a incredible fella um, just just incredibly brilliant um, common sense for days uh, didn't beat around the bush didn't take shit from nobody but loved his family worked very hard was patient and humble and um, and and also encouraged all of us to be uh, to be that way. And thirdly, um, you know, when I think of all of, um, you know, the, the authors I've read over the years, um, there's, there's one that I, that I find to be just, uh, well, um, you know, it's hard to pick uh, one, but I'm a huge um, Robert Wright fan. Um, I think he, his uh, his books are staggering works of brilliance, and uh, um, I just can't I I I, uh, I don't hesitate to read the next one when it, right when it comes out. Uh, so Robert Wright is a great thinker, but there's a lot of great thinkers out there that inspire me, that I'm sure I will allude to um, all of them in bits and pieces here and there throughout the this journey of um, these. The modern enlightenment I, i'm looking forward to it too and you know it just there's so many great ones like you were mentioning i mean like stephen hawking that dude is wicked smart and just all of the things that he brought forth in terms of his his mathematical and, and analytical skills you know i'm a big fan of einstein uh, father loninger was an amazing guy great yeah. inspiration as straightforward a character was he was um you know and and the old school people throughout history, like, man, like we, I just finished talking to my students about, you know, John Locke and Rousseau and Montesquieu and those original enlightenment thinkers. To think that only about 5% of the population could actually read back then. And these people were not only reading, but they were reading everything. And they were writing because of what they read. And they chose to share that information with the world. Like that is a gift. It is a gift that is underappreciated to some extent. Am I, am I, bro, let, let me um, interrupt for a minute, if I may. I'm going to, um, I think I hear one of my kids uh, fussing, and oh. I think the wife's in the shower. So give me a minute, and I'll be right back. I'm going to pause, and we'll be right back. All right. And we're back. Hope you enjoyed that commercial break. We, <laughs> we, um, you know, Will, you were talking about Richard Feynman, and I just got to say, um, in each of our presentations, I think it's really important for us to have a thought of the day. And the quote that you just mentioned is an amazing one. You know, I think if I remember correctly, it was, nobody ever figures out what life is all about, and it doesn't matter. Explore the world. Yeah. Like, nearly everything is really interesting if you go into it deep enough. And, and that concept for me is really, really profound too, because if you know, if you don't know about something, how can you possibly make an effective decision? If you don't know, like, 
what other solutions might be out there. How do you know you're making the right one? Mm -hmm. And so much of what we do in our world has to be done based on split second decisions. You know, when we're going out in public and something goes on around us, if I don't know how to respond, what do I do? If I'm going into the voting booth and I don't know enough about what, who's on the ballot, how am I going to know what to do? Well, and the, and the, the thing that's scary um, about being not only uninformed, but dare I say misinformed um, and just not knowing any better, any, any way you, you cut the pie is you put yourself at, at a risk for being taken advantage of by people who do know better. Yeah. So at the end of the day, when they say knowledge is power, well, literally, it literally is. The only way that you're ever going to get to a better station in life is through the acquisition of knowledge. That is, that is a fundamental truth. And I, I hope that people who hear this program like recognize the, the value in that sort of a, a realization. You know, if we can just learn more, we will not be controlled by the world around us. But instead, we have the power to influence our own governance, our own control over ourselves, instead of just becoming another sheep following the rest of the herd. You got it. Man. And I think the thing that is uh, the challenge is the acquisition of, um, of knowledge and, and good information is a bit of a time-consuming process. You either are sitting down and reading the research, reading books written by people who have read the research, or you are listening to podcasts while you're driving, multitasking, great way to get it done. Thanks for checking us out. Um, but, you know, there, there are a lot of ways to acquire the information, but they all involve having to take few, few mediums enable you to multitask while you're learning and half the time you're too busy multitasking to really soak in and absorb what it is you're you might be listening to if you're doing an audio book while you're trying to work out or, or or whatever you're getting some of it but not all of it um and so it, unless you're like a paid academic and your and your job is to to do this professionally uh you're you're the, the average joe out there um just doesn't have the time or the wherewithal to absorb the depth and breadth of information that's out in the world that would actually make uh, certain life decisions a little more uh, clean, clear cut. Absolutely. And I think we should definitely spend some time in this program talking about that and like, how is it best to gain that acquisition of knowledge? You know, as I tell my students, I say, don't trust me. I don't want you to trust me. I want you to go and learn for yourself. I want you to hear what I have to say and then have a question pop into your head and then act on that question and go and do a little bit of self-guidance and some self-research and fulfill it for your own validity, for your own justification. Because I don't want it to be good enough for that it comes from me. I want it to be something that you yourself find in yourself. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, not to... Um... Uh, not to get into uh, the the specifics behind um, good thinking, but uh, or or um, you know the uh, 
the way to, shall we say, um, how, because we can learn, you can get information from anywhere, but we have to know that it's good information. And so I, I have always been a fan of uh, Bayesian reasoning, uh, which very simply is, um, you know, as more information becomes available, the correct course of action is updating your previously held beliefs or your previously held understanding with respect to this new information. You might say, ah, well, that changes everything, you know? Yeah. And we all have to be willing and humble enough to say, I was wrong. Mm -hmm. I was wrong. Um, and I think, you know, going back to when we sort of do, were doing introductions um, with our family being full of so many know-it-alls, um, you, we only had two options. One was to be the better know-it-all or two, get really good at saying, well, you got oh, my me. bad. <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, and you know, if you can kind of tuck your tail when you when you got it wrong and learn something new and go, okay, new perspective. This changes my the way I'm going to look at things. Let Boom. Use this. Life will improve. Yep. When it becomes a tool. Yeah. yeah. You know. Exactly. Um, so yeah, great thought of the day. Uh, but we'll we'll talk more about all that sort of stuff. Maybe we'll we'll talk about times when we've been horribly, utterly wrong. Oh, yes. And what it was, what we were wrong about, and how we came to the realization we were wrong, and so forth, um, for another episode. Because I think that the topic of thinking, learning, updating your viewpoints, this whole—it's—it's it's an iterative process, and you keep—you um, you, know—you keep going at it. You keep seeking. You keep learning new things, and then you change your thought on stuff and you get new ideas about things and 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 that process actually becomes very exciting and fulfilling that after a while you just become hooked you're like oh my gosh what it's it's almost as though you get addicted to your brain learning the new stuff and yeah. then actually applying it yes. to the world that you live in you're like oh wow cool Although I should, I, should, I shall say that um, whilst learning is a delight and, and a joy, um, we have to, uh, you know, keep in mind a few fundamentals. Uh, for example, Occam's razor, you know, usually the mm -hmm. easiest solution is probably the right one. The, the more elaborate and things you're pulling in to try to like prove that. Solve a problem. To solve a problem, it, you're probably, you know, not making quite it worse. A, yeah, it worse. <laughs> probably listen, it worse. I'm a fan of a juicy conspiracy theory, but you can't go believe in what every Tom, Dick, and Harry out on the internet are saying, um, you know, about this, that, or the other. Whether it be, say, the geo, um, the geometric shape of our planet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, and so forth. Um, uh, you know, it's funny because there's still flat earthers, despite the fact that there was literally an episode where a flat earther did a science experiment 
to determine if indeed light, um, you know, it's like if the earth is flat, then the, the beam of this beam of light should hit at this point. And then it ended up not. And he was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> well, great. That's good. You're, you know, that's how people, that's how everything, I think, um, you know, you know, these are, these are the ways we learn. This is the way that it's been going on for hundreds of years. Sometimes you get doofed, duped into thinking something was something's right and it's something's not right. right and it is not and if you have enough powerful people telling you it's right you might even believe them and that's a dangerous thing too you know Very but hey what guess what will there is good news which brings that's us into news. our next segment of the show called good news oh i love good news hey so good news bro the international space station is okay you know, the Russians, they were trying to test out a new missile, and so they shot one up in a space and blew up one of their own satellites, and it created a giant debris of dust in outer space. It's going to stay there for several decades, which really sucks. But fortunately, none of the astronauts or cosmonauts on the ISS were damaged. They had to do an emergency maneuver. They had to move the ISS out of the way of this dust cloud to keep it from, you know, catastrophic failure. But all in all, everything ended up to be okay. And so I am grateful for that. For that sure. is good news. And speaking good of the ISS, I um, had the, a really cool experience um, working on a subsea project where we actually tested some equipment at the um, neutral buoyancy laboratory in, in, uh, down there where they have the mock-up of the ISS down in the tank. And the, and the astronauts get down there and when they practice these missions um, there, and we were working in a a huge tank next door with the ROV text testing some equipment. So it was super cool. So anyways, it was great. Got to bump da uh, daps with an actual astronaut. Pretty sweet, man. Yeah. Um, am I supposed to do some good news right now? Yeah. Do you have any good news, bro? Um, I did. I do have some good news and um, I, I should have had it queued, uh, queued up, but, um, <laughs> but while I'm finding my good news, uh, why don't you do another one? Sure, sure. All right. Well, how about this one? Uh, apparently, there was a big concern about the amount of monarch butterflies that were around in California. Hmm. So fortunately, there's good news. Substantially more monarch butterflies have arrived in California, bringing hope for the species. This past October, 1,300 monarchs were counted at the Pacific Grove out uh, wintering site. Uh, and... Last year, at the same time, there were zero, what? which is crazy. Holy cow. The Prismo State Beach Monarch Butterfly Grove counted 8,000 monarchs this year. Last year, there were less than 300. So that is a pretty substantial change in monarchs. And granted, I'm a big fan of monarchs. They're beautiful. You see them fly around. The girls love them. They try to catch them in the backyard whenever we get lucky enough to see them here in Houston, Texas. Yeah. Um, but for you sure. know, that's, that's pretty wild. You have to wonder, is it, is it because of the climate? Is it because of additional rains that they had in the tropics this past year? Um, a lot of contributing factors to why insects, which butterflies are, uh, have different population booms and things of that nature. So uh, good news, nonetheless. Good news. That is really cool. And speaking of monarch butterflies, I can remember um, right around uh, the time when you were born, um, when we lived in Kansas, there was a, a, a migratory route that, that came where there was just, 
you know, clouds of these butterflies, these monarchs um, coming right um, basically over the backyard. And I can just remember being a little kid just blown That's away right. by the um, by the thing, by, by the experience. Um, so uh, where where's you know i had my good news and um i am not even i am not even finding where my good news is why don't you go again hey it's cool yeah no problem no problem dude i got i got tons of good news i, I'm glad, I know you're i'm glad you're better uh better prepared <laughs> than i am so this is pretty crazy um, everyone knows that HIV is serious business, and uh, we've been trying to figure out all sorts of cures. Well, a woman in Argentina has been characterized by researchers as a hope patient after her own immune system cured her HIV. What? It's the second time that this has ever been documented, and it's, a, it's an amazing circumstance. The patient became the second documented uh, individual whose immune system combated against this deadly disease in a fashion, um, achieving sterilizing cure without any type of stem cell transplantation, no marrow change, no nothing. She had no treatment at all. Her body fought off HIV. Um, Holy yeah. Talk crap. about amazing. So they're really looking forward to this lady. They're doing plasma research and they're trying to see what kind of other things she has going on in her blood to help her immune system have combated HIV. They're hoping that they can create some type of medicine to be a huge life-changing cure for the entire world. Talk about a fantastic service. That, that is great news. That is unbelievable. Yeah. I wonder if she, I mean, we got to find out what was she eating, you know, is, is does she have any kind of, kind of like well, special interesting diet? Enough too, she, she became pregnant also while she had yeah. HIV and she didn't take any medicine. Her child didn't have anything going on. There was, there was nothing in the placenta. There was nothing in the woman's body. I don't know if perhaps some, something that had to do with the pregnancy uh, adjusted or infected her hormones or what, you know, this, I'm not a doctor. All, all I'm saying is, wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, so here's some good news. And, um, and this is, uh, up in uh, Austin, Texas, and after you know being in the service industry, waiting tables and bartending for years, um, back in uh, working through college and whatnot, the um, when you're 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 relying on those tips to keep the lights on. Well, obviously with the lockdowns and everything, um, uh, it's been hurting uh, these service industry workers, but there is a restaurant in Austin, Texas. Um, it's North Austin Sushi Restaurants. So it's a sushi restaurant. I love sushi. Um, the, there are customers that are coming in and leaving way above average tips for these servers um, to, help, to help keep them going. Um, one such customer left a thousand dollar tip on a hundred twenty four dollar uh, check. So um, 
these kind of tips have been happening pretty, pretty frequently at this particular restaurant. Um, so I guess it just goes to show great restaurant, great service. And the, the regulars there really care about, um, about that, those employees. So that is life changing. I'm happy to, you know, I can remember, um, when, you know, this was all going down back when we were still there in Houston and, uh, you know, we were, you know, I just remember, you know, looking at, at the wife and saying, we got to order takeout from these places and help them stay, stay afloat and really keep these, yeah. these restaurants going. And I think fortunately, a lot of the, um, the other people in, in our area felt the same way because there were lines to get to go food. I mean, everyone realized like, well, first of all, everyone wanted an excuse to get out of the house a little bit. But at the same time, like people realize now more than ever when we got to, we got to, you know, help these restaurants stay. For sure. Stay afloat. Sure. So y'all, y'all, please go and tip your bartenders, tip your servers. If you're out and about and you're enjoying the community and the people who are working out there, like our restaurants are they are just as valuable frontline workers as, as anybody else, in my opinion. They help keep this place running. They help share the good news whenever people are having bad days. And so, yeah, yeah, definitely share share your appreciation, show your love in that way. I think that's a fantastic, mm -hmm. fantastic piece of news. Uh, let's do one more here. Um, I thought that this was kind of wild and crazy. Prison inmates learned how to quilt. Okay. And so now they make amazing badass quilts and they give them to foster children. Wow. Which is, uh, you know, the quote from an inmate said, uh, knowing firsthand what it feels like to be forgotten by society, these inmates were practicing making quilts as a strive to create a personalized quilt for each of these foster kids to let them know that someone actually cares for them, that they aren't throwaways. And I think that that's like a really interesting way of like taking a, a personal amount of suffering and choosing to turn it into a positive action to, to give back and inspire hope in another individual. If that's not what humanity is about, I don't know what is. It's amazing. You know, that's amazing. Good for you guys, you know, and choosing to do something proactive with your time. I mean, it sucks being stuck in prison, no doubt. I think we would all agree with that. Yeah. You could sit there and complain or blame somebody else or blame yourself even. But instead, these people have learned to accept it and put their skills to good use doing something productive. Yeah, way to go, guys. Which, which you know, the um, one of the most fulfilling things in life is doing something for somebody else. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when you when you actually um, do this, even even no matter how small it is that um that is a, that is just an incredible feeling and there you know happiness and you know th this will we'll have a, a an episode just on on happiness um but you know it's an, it's a never ending journey um and it's ongoing you you you've, you have to find it in every moment so the best thing is to get little doses of the things that give your brain that feeling of satisfaction. And one of the hugest sources of that is just uh, generosity. 
um, you know, doing something for somebody else, being helpful. Um, so yeah, it's funny. Um, I think does that? I, oh, go ahead. Well, I saw statistics about that very idea. It said that people in the United States who do things towards giving some sort of a, a you know good deed towards other people were twice as likely to be satisfied about their own life. They yes. were 92% happier. They were 77% more relaxed. They were 71% healthier just by doing positive things to other you people. You got it. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Yep. It's amazing. Um, all of these, there, there, there are a few important principles in, in my life, um, uh, certainly. And I know we're going to, we plan, we have plans to touch on all these, but like you said, um, I think, you kind of alluded to one being gratitude and and to be satisfied to have the satisfaction with your own life um, that these people have who are giving to others um, you know you don't have to have more than what you need to give to somebody else and in fact um, you you know you don't even have to have a lot you know, to, to be grateful uh, for what you have. So when you have this gratitude, when you're, when you're grateful for what you do have, and on top of that, give what you can to other people. I mean, and you, you, you just imagine what would happen if every person um, in, in life actually had these, this conviction inside of them when they went out to do uh to live their their lives and i think it's amazing because you know you and i having lived in some of the most um uh, commuter driven oh, cities man. you got people who might be the nicest people in the world but it's amazing how as soon as you get as soon as they get in that car it's like a switch flips and it's every man for himself yeah. on those roads and I'm telling you, some of the nicest people turn into like, whoa, mm -hmm. Jekyll and Hyde, you get in the car. But where am I going with this? Um, I had this, digre this digression because I think we all at some point, I think for the most part, everyone looks at themselves in the mirror and goes, well, I think I think I'm a good person. Yeah. You know, I really think I'm a good person. And, um, and then if, if you, you don't, if, maybe you should, if well, you don't true. have a thought, maybe you should. True. And if, and if you do all the time, just, you know, maybe make sure that, you know, maybe there are ways to be even better, shall we say? I think that's a very diplomatic way of saying it, <laughs> which brings us to our um, closing action. So each day, each episode, we want to encourage you to do something to help yourself feel that sense of gratitude, that sense of satisfaction, mm -hmm. just as Will said. And so today's call to action is, I'm going to encourage you to write an old-fashioned letter to someone who you haven't talked to in a while. Ooh. Maybe it's a dear friend of yours, uh, maybe a college roommate, or perhaps maybe your grandma or grandpa. I'm not talking about like a quick text, like, oh, hey, what's up, honey? You're so cute. I miss you. No, I'm talking about like actual take out some paper, write a thoughtful letter, 
you know, talk about how you've been, ask questions about how that person's been. Try to stroke up a little pen palling. I know personally, whenever I see a handwritten note come in the mail to me, I get a little bit more excited because I know it's not a piece of junk mail like everything else that I always get in the mail. Yeah. And that just makes my life a little bit brighter receiving that piece of parcel. So that's our call to action for this week. Heck yeah. Will, who do you think you might write a letter to? Well, um, I think, you know, I'm going to have to go granny and grandpa. <laughs> I, 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 I hope I didn't steal life. yours. What if we both did Granny and Grandpa? And they both got letters. They both us? love it. No Holy doubt. Cow, they'd be I like, hear Granny right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, God bless Granny and Grandpa. They're amazing folks. How old are I they love now? them so much. You know, the yeah, other person that came to my, I'm sorry, say again, Will? I was saying, how old are Granny and Grandpa now? I think they've got to be mid 90s, late 90s. They're, they're old. I think Grandpa was born in. Uh, 30 some odd so yeah he's i mean he's, he's getting close it, close to the century mark yeah and unbelievable still kicking still um, kicking Strong. you know if i don't write a letter to granny and grandpa i think i would send a letter to my buddy carlos it's been a long time Ooh, and I'd carlos. Love from carlos yeah yeah it, um is he still over there in spain yes he is he's had okay. he's had a couple of children yeah, that's right. He, he is very fortunate to have a blessed family, just as we are. Yeah. And um, but you know, I miss the guy, and I'm yeah, sure Carlos that he'd be good guy. shocked. I don't know how to get mail to Spain though. I'll we'll have to figure that out. <laughs> um, so I want to I want to leave everyone also with this thought um, from Karen Miller. Karen Miller is a, a Zen Buddhist, and I saw this um, I saw this quote, and I was like, yes, so true. It is very simple. Freedom is instantaneous the moment we accept things as they are. Freedom is instantaneous the moment we accept things as they are. It ties back to what I was saying from Mr. Buckley. Some things in life are not good or bad. They're just real. So sometimes when you accept them just the way they are, all of a sudden, you become free. You got it. That's it. That's so true. Um, oh, I love that. Because, you know, if you think about th things, if you imagine this large body of water, this is, and it's flowing, it is flowing. The flow of that water is the way things are. And when you try to divert the flow of that water, it takes a great deal of force and effort. And that in turn creates a great deal of stress. And, you know, this is, this is my analogy for why when you just go, okay, this is how the water's flowing. Well, we're gonna, well, you know, or this is how the wind's blowing. I'm gonna adjust my sails and off we go. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's Go with the flow. That's why they say it, right? Yep. Go with the flow. Yep. When the wind changes direction, I shall sail accordingly. There you go. Y'all, thank you so much for hanging out with us. This has been the Modern Enlightenment. Feel free to send us correspondence via Gmail at themodernenlightenment at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, all the fun things. Um, and 
We look forward to seeing you in our next episode. If you have any ideas, questions, thoughts, or concerns that you'd like to share with us, shoot them our way. We'll be sure to give you a shout out. And we look forward to spending some time with you next time. I'm Tom. And I'm Will. Y'all have a great evening and goodbye. We'll catch you on the flip side. Oops.